Welcome back, guys. My name is Demetri Sebastian. And I'm Wes Kendall. And we are back in session where your fitness and lifestyle questions are answered and bro science is put to the test. But I have an announcement. We've become a bowling podcast. <laughs> we have now decided to completely go into a new direction. Uh, Wes is a sleeper, and it takes me about two hours to warm up and about a half pitcher of beer. Mm-hmm. But as long as we get those th- two things done before every podcast, we are going to continue to be a bowling podcast. And... Uh, I, I think I mean, that this is a good direction for us. We barely broke 100, but, you know. I think 100 is about, you know, 50 more than 50. Yeah. It's about yeah. 80 more than 20. So in the grand scheme of things, it's not that small of a number. Yeah. I Actually, mean, what is a, what's a good score in bowling? Uh, 300 is a perfect score. Oh, wow, we're really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you broke 100. Yeah, barely. I think I got, like, 92 on, the, uh, on like, my best round. Okay, I lied. We're probably not going to be doing uh, bowling. <laughs> but with that said, um, we uh, were talking a joke about how when you go bowling, you just, like, suddenly find out all the muscle groups that you mm-hmm. don't work out at all. I, I woke up with, like, oh, a yeah. hitch in my, in my hip. Like, my, <laughs> I was like, why does my hip hurt? And then, like, I broke a nail, oh, things like yeah. that. I was like, these guys out there, these, like, 40-year-old men, you're like, this is not, this is not a sport. It's, it's like, no, curling yeah. and bowling are sports. They're are muscles involved there are some muscles involved well they always put the speed counter on there so people are trying to like break the land speed record with their bowling balls i mean i want to know what the actual uh what an actual good bowling thing is because another thing we did like we were just measuring we just become men all of a sudden is (laughs) that we uh we went and found that uh that punching machine that's terrible which we all found out because western are dumb and we went first and we like punched it as if we were trying to punch a face which is apparently not the way you win um and then uh our boy Dylan of Dab Cap, he ended up winning because I said this is for Dab Cap, and apparently that was a, a pain point for him, and he decided to come forward and win it. And then there were like a bunch of like seventeen-year-old boys who were like loitering around it, and I think yeah. they conned us for some of our tokens. Yeah. And uh, this kid, like, just he he is the one who set the uh, the land speed record over there on the punching bag machine, and uh, he put everything he had into it, and it was a very big deal for him. But now it makes me wonder, like, if they just like loiter around that punching machine, like this is like the most important thing for them. Like, is this what the kids do now? It's like he peaked in high school. He peaked at the punching bag machine. I mean, maybe it, it would be really funny to me if, like, you know, this kid, like, ends up being, like, an important boxer at some point. It's like, it all started at the speed bag. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's, it's too late already. Maybe this is me not understanding the youths. I thought that I understood Tic Tacs. I thought that I understood you just do, like, some fun dances, and then you mm-hmm. do, like, that. But apparently loitering has advanced from doing it uh, out in front of a Walmart or, you know, inside of a Hastings. You, you do it next to a punching machine. Well, we used to do it at Walmart, so, you know, I mean, that's better. I don't know. I mean, that's also where RVs and homeless people hang out, so I yeah. figured that was the place to be. But to get more on track to what we're talking about today, since uh, we're not, we've officially uh, walked away from our bowling careers, we're going to be talking about back. Which, those uh, Red Bull wings. Yeah, and we've been talking a lot about who's getting wide. There's two of us here. It's only 50% of the podcast who's getting actually broad, so I'll give you one guess. Um, it's probably me. The uh, You're the one who has actually taught me the most about yeah. back, because it seems so obvious at first. It seems like something that is really easy to do. It's like, yeah, you just do pull-downs. You sometimes do some rows, and then you do a bicep workout at the end. That's a back mm-hmm. workout. And uh, we, we learned that if you want to get those Bruce Lee wings, mm-hmm. most people are very wrong about how to do it. Yeah, I think they do a lot of, you know, exercises that you hear traditionally are going to get you wide, but Mm -hmm. they don't actually know how to target the lats themselves. I think that's a big part. Um, Yeah. I think, you know, we'll talk about this later is doing with training exercises versus thickness training exercises. And I can talk about what that means. But um, I think people need to focus on 
targeting the lats and keeping tension in the correct muscle while they're training and that will get you that aesthetic wide look that people yeah. are looking for and it is funny that you say that you have to like folks because uh the whole mind muscle connection is uh i think we've talked about it a long time ago where we saw some guy like he was like poking his buddy's bicep while he's doing curls like create mm -hmm. mind muscle connections goofy mm -hmm. thing but it kind of makes sense from a a working standpoint because i think a lot of people start getting their arms involved with stuff shoulders or start cranking yeah. from weird angles Neck is and, the one. and the back is one of those ones where it's like we want to involve so much of our body because it's such a wide plane whereas like you're doing a pull down you're doing a bent over row like stop trying to whip it like lower the weight focus where you're supposed to be uh yeah a lot of people have other muscles to take over the traps are one of the biggest ones that steal your back gains uh, okay so i think a lot of people end up using more traps than they give themselves credit and i think another thing that people don't do is because they don't see their back in front of them <laughs> yeah they kind of neglect it or ignore it like you know my ex-girlfriend until they go away <laughs> you know, <so laughs> that's I mean, usually what happens that if, if it's like you put that shit behind you yeah, you forget yeah. about it yeah and then eventually it disappears you don't you don't need to worry about things <laughs> you can't see it's the same reason we wear pants you yeah. don't need to have big legs as long as you continue to not wear shorts yeah then no one no one knows so but I mean, it is, I think that a wide back when you, even if you're doing bro culture and you're forgetting about all the muscles, like you can't ignore the back. There is a, there is a place there for it. Yes. It matters to everybody to a certain degree because you do want to be broad. You want to have a good, uh, an hourglass shape. Well, not only that, but it helps prevent injuries from your pushing. Uh, if you're a, like a functional person, like a functional fit person, a fighter or like, uh, you know, say even someone in the military, you need those pulling muscles to be actually more conditioned than yeah. pushing muscles so that you can perform those things. Like jujitsu is like all pulling or That's like, true. you know, uh, powerlifting is like, your deadlift is like all yeah. pulling. You can't mm -hmm. have a strong bench without having a really strong back. Yeah. For example, look at Arnold, you know, he, he was known for his chest and biceps, but his back was huge oh. exactly damn it how long have we been i i don't know actually where's the, the, jar? Where's the, where's the at? swear jar we're gonna get a jar we we're gonna get a jar <laughs> uh yeah four more minutes <laughs> it's okay you, you've been you've actually you're like I three for three every time you're three literally, for three literally the worst i offender. love that i actually love that for you it's it's funny because the was the one who was like you're abusing the swearing and like wes is just like stand no, back i got this under control i'll take that i'll take that role <laughs> So you are right that the back is, it's so important. And I think that it falls into like the core. It's yeah. one of those things. It's like a lot of people think glamor, like core, strong core, six pack abs, good back, broad. It's like, mm -hmm. if you don't have a strong core or strong back, you're going to have problems everywhere else. Yeah. A lot of the reasons that people ignore like squats is because leg presses are easier right. because it takes all of those other things out. And if you have a strong back, strong core, squat can be easier. And that's when people are gonna actually respect you. Cause if you say like, oh, I can do 1400 on the leg press. And it's like, congratulations, what's your squat? And right. you don't know that number. If you can do both, great, you're strong as hell, man. Right. But if you, can, if you only know like you're way too high leg press and you don't know your squats, like I am immediately suspect on your ability. It yeah, just is what it gap. is. It's a gap for sure. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it, it, I think that if you, if you fill these things out, you can be broad like Squirtle. There you go. See, this I mean, perfect example. Look, he's got a turtle shell back. That's, that's exactly where it comes it, from. Turtle. I, I hope they knew that reference <laughs> when they did that. They, I hope that yeah. just wasn't a design thing. <laughs> so let's get into it a little bit. The thing that you were kind of wanting to talk about initially is volume. Yeah. What we talk about volume a lot. Yeah. But I don't think we talk a lot about volume in far as like the regular work at the back. Like, yeah. what does that mean for you? Well, 
there's a couple different ways you can approach that. You know, first off would be like training frequency. How often do you train back compared to how often do you train chest? If you're training chest twice a week and back once a week, you're kind of doing the opposite of what we're saying. Yeah. Um, so one thing you can do, say you don't have time to, you know, have multiple muscle or the same muscle group get hit multiple times a week. You can have more angles hit during your back workout than your chest workout. Mm -hmm. Because for example, what do you need for chest? You need an incline motion, you need a flat motion, and you need a, a fly motion you know, for yeah. stretch. Okay, that base is covered, boom. Okay. All right, for back, you need a lot more. So it's there's a lot more little muscles back there. There's actually two planes of motion that you need to train. So at that point, you know, having four back exercises as opposed to two or three would, you know, help increase the volume on that. So should you be hitting these additional we'll say supplementary at like higher volumes or like, cause the things I always think like big muscle, lower volume, unless you're doing a high volume. But if you're doing a lower volume, then everything else is a higher volume. Like how do you balance that out? Like what is, is this a, is this a muscle group where there is a focus or does it just depend day to day? Well, you definitely need, that's where you get into the thickness and uh, width mm -hmm. uh, discussion. So for, should we just get into it? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, that rolls right into it. All right, so thickness. Now, what they what people say when they see, think thickness, usually they think like, oh, I'm gonna get like, I can't fit through the door, gonna get, you know, bodybuilder lats. Mm -hmm. What that actually means is developing these smaller muscles back here uh, that make up your back thickness between your chest and behind you. So it's like how wide you are this way, as opposed so from to front to back, how your way. depth essentially. Yes, how much depth do you have in mm -hmm. your back? Now, what you're training is the upper lat muscles on this one, the terius muscle, and the trap muscles on those. So, okay. So as well as the rear delts, these are technically your accessories for back. Now, what a lot of people do is they'll do like uh, pull downs where they're not super far arched, more upright. You can do the high row where you bring things down to like your chest. Mm -hmm. You can do face pulls, anything that's like bringing your arms and your elbows back, but you're not overarching and you're not pulling low to your hips. Okay. Okay. So like that's mostly hitting these smaller muscles here. Though This type of training you want to do usually like more than eight reps. So this is our higher numbered sets, but not necessarily higher volume sets. Now I kind of want to touch on something that you didn't, that you said, but it implies is you were talking about pull downs yeah. as a method to get thick, not wide. Right. Which is funny because I think all of us, especially early on, a lot of you are gonna be like, I knew that you're an idiot. Well, I'm an idiot, sorry. Mm -hmm. you, you think pull down equals wide. Especially the extra wide pull downs. Those exactly. will get you thicker than they will get you wide. Well, so I I practically have like the hunchback and no jump because yeah. I for such a long time was focusing on pull downs. Yeah. Because I was like, this is how you get wide lats, and I had like really underdeveloped lats. Like I, my lats have only recently started developing since we mm -hmm. met, you know, a while back. Yeah. Because it was suddenly like, and we'll talk about that in a second how to get the width. But it's funny because it's just so counterintuitive. The back is the if you don't understand planes and you don't understand how those muscle groups work, mm -hmm. it's very counterintuitive. Yeah. Where that's, those that's where those point. where that effort it goes does. to. It doesn't make sense. Like when you you know like look at it from a straightforward perspective. Yeah. It doesn't. Exactly. Right. Well, let's you, you is that everything on thickness? Um yeah, that's pretty much well, just to be clear, the pull downs I'm referring to are like the extra wide pull downs, mm -hmm. the a lot of the um pull downs where you're stopping like you know at an angle, but there are pull downs that you can hit the lower lats with. Yeah. Those would be like reverse grip pull downs. This is the difference. When you're trying to pull the bar down and 
you have your chest and elbows tucked like this, and you're almost simulating your elbows coming down to your hips. That's targeting the lower lats. When you're not doing that, when you're doing a pull down here to the side, or you're doing like a wide grip down to the chin, then what you're doing is you're actually hitting a lot of these other shoulder muscles and uh, upper back muscles as well. So that's the main difference. And I'd also like to point out, because we're, we're gonna move into width, but yeah. I think that thickness should not be ignored, because I think a lot of people mm -hmm. are gonna go straight to the glamour width, because I think width looks good with your shirt off. I call thickness, I would think that's like uh, a good example for me is like polo muscles. Like yeah. when a guy's wearing a polo and he looks buff in a polo yeah. from his back. If you can, if a guy right. looks buff from behind a polo, it's because you he's You see thick. those round circles in like definite, exactly. like depth mountains in his back. That, exactly. That's the thickness. It's like the, when people say they want to have like Brock Lesnar like traps mm -hmm. and like house fucking stack traps like The Rock. You know, yeah. that's a lot of thickness. If you, if you see a guy who looks dope in a polo, I don't know why it's always a polo. T-shirts like they lay. It's like, it's just polos do what they do. Up here, this is this is what we're talking about, right? You there. see that you see those. You can see the mountains. You can see it back there, and then it's just like okay, that guy works out. But then you yeah. take your shirt off, and then like then you do like the actual the front pose. Like okay, yeah. that's where the width comes in. That's right. where people are going to start noticing. Like, right, that's okay. a good point. With the shirt off, like you don't really notice the lower lats until someone actually brings them out and does like the. Uh, I need to hog the whole escalator. Yeah, yeah. Because if you do yeah. that in a normal situation in life, you look like a weirdo. Yeah, you look like a douchebag. Even gym. if you do, honestly, if you're the pool and you do that, I like you less. Like, <laughs> it's just, I'm just gonna go say out of the gate. There flexing if like I this. see you posing, and I will know, and you're at the pool, like just know I don't like you as much. That's so funny. Yeah. That's it is what it is. So if we want to get wide, yeah. What do we actually need to focus? Because this is where I was like, oh, and it's funny because it was things I don't like doing. Right. It's the hard back exercises yeah. that people avoid. I, I personally think it's harder to develop the lower lats than the upper back. And that's because it takes like really strict rigid form and it takes like more of a mind muscle connection. I think you can just kind of like pull weight and you know focus on reps when you're targeting mm -hmm. the other smaller muscles. But for this one, you have to really feel a squeeze low. A lot of people even say that they feel it in their like obliques in the side down here as well, which I'd agree, good with that. I'd agree with that. It inserts all the way down in your pelvis. Yeah, I would. Uh, there's times where I've been doing like bent over rows, and I like start to like almost feel it in my hip. Yeah, where it's like I know it's like my brain being dumb, but like it well, does it inserts in your hip. Yeah, the the muscle inserts all the way down there. So I'm not dumb, guys. Yeah, we, we, yes. So you want to get it really wide. A lot of people say it's genetic, the amount of development that you have there. But from what I found, when I increased, I, I started rowing a lot more than I was pulling down. It, or you know doing pull ups and when I started doing that my lower lats started growing it is slightly genetic it's like the uh, a good example is bicep like some mm -hmm. people have really like stacked biceps really high and like uh, some people have really long biceps yeah and it's a lot to do with like those connections like Bruce Lee connected like a flying squirrel. Yeah, he was like, like yeah, it, it is what are, it is. He had fucking pocket kangaroo pockets. Yeah, and know? then some people connect really high, but that isn't to say that you can't still have lats. They'll just sit differently. Uh, it's not an excuse to not have lats. It's just your connection site will be will vary. This is how you can tell if you're training lower lats. Like the lat spread down here is genetic to some degree, but if someone has their arm up and they have like that giant thing of meat hanging off below their elbow. You can't fake that. That's the wide lat. It's like always like that guy who's a uh, at bodybuilding shows. There's always that one guy who has like a, just a massive thigh. They like smack it and like they yeah. just to show just the sheer amount of like density density <laughs> in there. And it's just like that's vaguely sexual and it's making me uncomfortable. And they're like they smack it, it jiggles, and they're like boom, lock it in. Yeah, like, it's oh, just shit. like it's the same thing. You're basically just like a cow going into slaughter at that point. It's yeah. just like, yeah, this guy's got the meat. Yeah, hang his <laughs> beef, hanging right off. Exactly. That's it's it's crazy, but it. 
Like, look at Chris Bumstead's lats. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. he's a genetic marvel in his own way. He also works for because I saw, like, a picture of him before he became a bodybuilder. I was like, that's a big kid no matter what. Mm-hmm. So don't hold yourself to everybody else's standards. But at the same time, there is no excuse for having lats if you're doing the right things. Well, you just shouldn't. Yeah. Don't skip out on your dumbbell rows and your barbell rows. That's all I'm saying. The rows suck too. It's like being bent. We we did these recently. Actually, it was the uh, it was kind of almost like a rack pull, mm-hmm. and it was bent over rowing. And it's just like I couldn't breathe. Oh, the ones where you touch the ground. Yeah. Oh yeah, pendulum rows. Those those are awesome for hitting lower lats. And it's you're miserable. Stucked, forced, bent over, and you have to like stretch your arms all the way out, touch the ground. Before it's you uncomfortable. Drop. It sucks. You can't breathe, but it, it's an, an amazing workout. Yeah. It does what it does, but it's just like those are. That is the thing that sucks. People love pull downs because they're very natural and very comfortable like having your arms up in the air and like nice open like your airway is nice and open everything mm-hmm. feels great it's an easy motion it's easy to progress on Th- deadlifts and rows it never gets easier to not breathe well <laughs> taking a set of pull downs to failure is completely different than taking a set of rows to failure absolutely let's just say that absolutely try that yeah exactly it's it, but if you start doing it, you will start seeing that growth. And I would say that if right now you're thinking to yourself, like, I do have underdeveloped lats, take that advice, do the rows, bend over sometimes, get uncomfortable, they will start to grow. I personally have seen some growth myself. Yeah. But actually, you know, I think it's a good time for a break. Okay. Let's go and do that. Um, we will see you guys back in just a moment. This episode is sponsored by The Swear Jar. Yes. Because Wes is now three for three on naughty words. Three we are proud of him, though, because he's yes. managed to use a different word every single time. So I'm not repeating the same mistake. Exactly. So here, let's count them out. Stripper dollars. One, one two, three. All right. Three, bring, bring those tits over so, here. And we're going to go ahead and put that right here. <laughs> yeah. And then this is now going yeah. to sit here. Everyone is now held responsible for their naughty words. Yep. I get paid a dollar per bleep these days. Yes. It's, uh, it's a steep, steep rate. And would you guys, if you guys stick with us the whole episode, you realize actually anything past the 10 minute mark, it pretty much goes, free it goes free game. Yeah. Either way, we appreciate, 10 minutes. <laughs> we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Um, if you guys can, uh, keep an eye on that, let us know if there's any extra cursing that we miss. If you notice that the swear jar is getting a little light, I can figure that out. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, no hex, no hells. Yeah. If it's not in the Bible, it's a curse word yeah so i can't say leviticus you can't say leviticus <laughs> <laughs> the uh so as always guys you know where to find us we're at bns underscore radio on youtube or bns underscore radio on instagram please give us a like give us a subscribe uh hit the alert button on your thing tell your friends tell your family you can find us on instagram you can find me at dimitri sebastian you can find me at w kendall underscore mft on instagram we love you. We care about you. Wes promises that he will either fill this with a lot of money and buy us lunch, mm-hmm. or he'll stop saying naughty words, whichever comes first. I have my bet on what's going to happen, <laughs> and I think that I want to go to Chipotle. Yeah. That's what I think I'm going to get. I mean, Whoa, it's like... a little higher. Maybe we can go to, like, Firebird. I mean, like, if you're going to send... Shop. I don't know how many bad words you're planning <laughs> on saying. I was thinking, like, a $7 bowl. That gives you, like, over the course of the next few episodes, we could probably get this done in the next month or two. By the end of August, <laughs> we're going to lunch. Exactly. If we're getting a dollar per episode, you guys do the math... <laughs> We'll get back to the show. Yeah. So we've told you how to get thick. We've told you how to get wide. These are questions I've been asking myself since I was a young man and I discovered... No, I'm kidding. We're talking about your back. The rest of it can't be changed. So... (laughs) Yes. Good luck. With that said, there's a couple things that we've discussed. Pull downs aren't what you think they are. Rows are hard, 
mm-hmm. and they weren't what you think they are. But if you implement both of them, you too can have a super sick, awesome back. Where did deadlifts fall in all of this? Um, well, this is one of the most argued topics when it comes to back. Is it a leg workout or is it a back workout? Yes. Should you do deadlifts with your back or your leg training? Does deadlifts actually work the muscles of the middle and upper back? And there's like research articles saying both. I personally subscribe to back day. Yes. Definitely. Only because I do, and because you've ruined my life, I think that a leg day deserves its own thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that a back day... A deadlift can be the main event of a back day without ruining the rest of my back day. I think a traditional deadlift or a rack pull can be easily integrated into a back day if yeah. you wanted to. Because it could, can you yeah. do a good session of squats or lunges or whatever and also have a solid deadlift session? Can you, can both coexist in the same workout, really? Like, if one's gonna take priority. That's for sure. If you're going to have to choose between squatting and deadlifting. And that's why I think they should, they should be separated. I think they both deserve their, unless you're doing like dumbbell deadlifts or like lightweight. Well, that's completely different. And I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad that's I brought like, that up too. That's then. training a different, ba- your deadlift in a different way. I think that a traditional deadlift or a rack pull deadlift don't necessarily train your legs in a good bodybuilding manner. Sure. I think they're more beneficial for using it as a back accessory than for, you know, having it you know, be a leg builder. I'm sorry, powerlifters, you're different. You're well, trying we've, to, we've talked about yeah. this. The deadlift is not a good bodybuilding movement. No. However, with that said, asterisks, is it makes you a lot yeah. better at things that do help with bodybuilding. Yeah. Having a really strong deadlift foundation will improve your abilities in other regards yeah like a better option would be doing like a dumbbell straight leg deadlift or a barbell straight leg deadlift yeah or even like a sumo uh deadlift those are all great hamstring and glute activators but those aren't you know great back or leg you know so those those aren't great back activators i i think it's a good example of like a muscle car that you know a private gets at a 27 percent apr yeah versus like a supercar Mm-hmm. Like a supercar, the insides are really what matters. The outside's mm-hmm. slick, it's bad as we love it. The muscle car looks cool, but it also only costs like $30,000, and it's actually just like a nice frame put on top of the Honda Civic at the end of the day. So those other workouts you do, you don't do them to get bigger. You do them because they make you better all around. Well, yeah, like a, a normal deadlift, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So what is the difference between a deadlift and a row? Well, so the uh, deadlift and a barbell row are very similar. Like they both should be set up where, especially like a straight leg deadlift and a barbell row. Yeah. Where you're taking the weight in the ham, uh, in the hamstrings and the glutes, not the lower back. You're in that bent over, you know, 45 degree stretch position. But then what happens is on a row, you're dropping down and pulling your elbows back and retracting your scapula mm-hmm. uh, and aiming for your hips with your hands. So what that's doing is using like your back muscles primarily, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then your deadlift, especially a straight leg deadlift is very similar except for you're using the hamstrings to go through your range of motion now where people get um, a lot of i guess uh arguments about is what's going to be better for building your lats i think they actually complement each other i think deadlifts and rows if you both go like similar volume they can help you be better at each lift because you're using such a similar setup and similar stabilizers well i get a lot of flack for my ability to have calf cramps and 
back cramps. Mm-hmm. And usually it, it's funny because my hamstrings are about one inch long, as we know is uh, the theme here. I do think that there's a relevancy that those complement each other because having a powerful posterior chain mm-hmm. goes from foot to back. Like it goes yes. all the way up and down. So if you yeah to your neck, if you you want the strength being because if you have a really t- strong upper side and your hamstrings suck, like you're disbalanced. Right. And what's going to give that to you? The deadlift, straight leg, all that stuff. It's not necessarily a bad thing to have a hamstring workout in the middle of your back workout because it seems counter to it's like that's part of the leg. Well, yeah, the back of your leg. Yeah. If you think about it that way. A lot of people even pair those muscle groups together. I've done that myself. I've had clients do it. Mm-hmm. I don't do it right now, but um, I know it's a viable option. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and knock it down to the deadlift can exist in a leg day. It can exist in the back day. Yeah. But we welcome it to the back day because it complements it. Yeah, if that fits your routine and it's like, you know what, I'm trying to do more for my legs mm-hmm. or more for my back, then, yeah, it's a great addition. Okay. Yeah. Also, I'm still swearing that the deadlifts belong on back day. Anyone can disagree with me. Wes can disagree with you 50% of the time, but that's 50% of the time he agrees with me. So yes, we're going to call true. that a win on my part. That's a win. It's still an F, but that's still pretty good. <laughs> so uh, another thing, this is uh, we're getting to just the versus round. Yes. Pull-ups and pull-downs, which is one of my favorite things. It's mm-hmm. a lot like the squat versus uh, leg press. Right. I, you know, and I'm That's one really of these guys, like, your boy can do some pull-downs. Yeah. And then I, my pull-up ability fluctuates so much with if I'm having, like, a fat year or a skinny year. <laughs> like, yeah. if I, like, like during coronavirus, like, wow, I suddenly can't do pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to do pull-ups again. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's because, like, my weight-to-muscle distribution <laughs> is now a little bit less stupid. It definitely so, plays a role. Most people who are, okay, let me actually put it this way. Anyone who's good at pull-ups is great at pull-downs. Not everyone's good at pull-downs is good at pull-ups. Um, relative to their weight, yes. Relative to your you're right. Yeah. You're fair. Because if they weigh like 100 pounds. You're not going to be pulling down like the 180s on the pull-downs. That's fair, damn Because yeah. now you don't think you have the presidential fitness test, that one kid who would like roll up. Everyone else is like having a terrible time. And, like, yeah. Fuck you here. Knock out 24 like, pull-ups. Thanks, Reagan, for making this. I don't even know if it's think it's George Bush. But the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it Clinton? I thought it was Clinton. One of those guys, yeah. presidential, wanting us not to be fat and obese. Now it's actually kind of a crisis. Yeah. Please stop being fat. If we get attacked by China, we're screwed. But the uh, there's always that kid who could just knock out like a hundred pull ups, and then you know, like I was like a chubby kid, and I just go up there and like you know, you wiggle on the bar, like, eh, eh, and then you fall kick, down, you kick your feet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're like, great job. And it's just like, it wasn't, but thank you. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, so relative to your weight. Yeah. Most of the people who can do a lot of pull-ups are probably pretty good at pull-downs, but I know a lot of people that could do hella pull-downs and could maybe do one pull-up, right. and, like, the Marine Corps wouldn't count it. No, they definitely wouldn't exactly. count it. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's just like the, can you, you can do 1,000 pounds on leg press, but can you squat three plates? Probably not. Probably not. Almost yeah. certainly not. Yeah, so you're right. That's a great comparison. I think they're both... Uh, necessary for different things. Like mm-hmm. I think a pull up is awesome as a strength builder. Yep. And I think it's awesome for building total body fitness and stability and core. It actually hits your abs super hard. Like, yeah, it, it does. Hits your actually, abs a lot. Um, and I think it's it, the only thing it lacks is you can't take it to exhaustion level as much as you can a pull down because you can control the weight. Once yes. you're done doing pull ups, you're done doing pull ups. Where on a pull down machine, you can take the set a lot further. Yeah, that's no, I think I, I can't even. I think that's exactly what the thing is. It's like if you 
it's funny because you see these guys sometimes because like once you get like really good at pull-ups you start seeing people like throwing like 45s all, all under their yeah. waist and stuff and then those guys it's like okay you guys are having a separate discussion because they're their well, weight controls that, i would say it's like it's not the same like, no? i feel like the fatigue from a uh pull-up is more like a strength central nervous system fatigue where a strength from a pull the fatigue from a pull down because you see me, I strap yeah. 45 pound plates to me and I do pull-ups. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, on a pull down, the fatigue is more like metabolic and like burnout. Yeah, well, I think about it this way. The, you know how I like would say like if I had to get rid of any core lift, or I, get, or I only keep one core lift, I'm t- yeah. taking the deadlift. Yeah. I almost have the same thought on the pull-up. Yeah. It's like if I had to get rid of all the back workouts, yeah. sans deadlift or whatever, the I would say like the pull-up should be the one that you keep because like yeah. it's the most functional and it's the most broad i suppose mm-hmm. that's what I, I mean like there's plenty of arguments for other things yeah but it just makes the most sense to me especially if you do like different hand grips things like that but you are right the pull down has more bodybuilding yeah assets potential yeah. uh uses because you can bring those weights up and down so vastly you have so many different grips you can do you can do like one-handed you can do two-handed it's just it's all over the place yeah exactly there's a million variations of it i think that one of the things people can should consider when training their back and this is a huge pro tip is you should be doing your pull-up sets and your rowing sets to failure and exhaustion first Mm-hmm. and prioritize those in intensity and then you should finish with your cable rows and your cable pull yeah yeah well so cables i feel like should always be last if you're starting with cables i feel like am i wrong for saying that am i wrong for saying that because i feel like every time i see someone start a workout with cables i'm just like what the fuck are you doing unless it's a activation i think you're wrong you're right yeah it, warming it, up it, different yeah that's different yeah if you yeah. want to like oh like do some things like i warm my chest up cable yeah. yeah that works for me you're taking up a you know a piece of equipment to warm up i yeah. don't really <laughs> like that. i don't love that for you there's other ways to do it yeah but if you, I've I've straight up seen this, and I blame the uh, Tybo, not Tybo, no, what are they called? The fucking machine that you do at your house that has all the cables. Oh, the Bowflex. Bowflex. Yeah. Bowflex, and then there's this new one that's like a mirror panel oh, that, that has yeah. like cables and has like some really buff guys. Like, yeah, seventy five pounds of resistance is plenty. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you lying. The uh, so funny. But yeah, those like I'll see some person and they'll be like, cool. I'm gonna go ahead and go do some flies right now. It's yeah. like we haven't done anything yet like yeah. you went to dumbbells barbell like we haven't done the things yet yeah. we're not there that's yeah. just my that's my take no <laughs> i completely agree uh it should people who are like having their you know regular pull downs as their biggest most important set of their back day i think you're missing the point and it's funny because i was able to avoid that concept zone because my back day i do deadlifts so i'm always gonna do that. i can do whatever i want after deadlifts. i did my big thing mm-hmm. but then what you did you're like Okay, cool. You can do your deadlifts. You can not do your deadlifts, but we're going to do rows. Mm-hmm. We're going to do rack pulls. We're gonna do, and I was like, oh, these all suck, but they're good for me, but now I hate my life. Mm-hmm. But I think that's how I was avoiding it for a long time because as long I, I would never start with a cable, but I definitely wasn't helping my back. Right. So. Yeah. Well, it comes with the experience, you know. That's We're all learning. Yeah. We're becoming better people. Yes. So pull-ups. Functional mm-hmm. fitness, good yep. for you, make you strong. Yes. I in, in, a, in a less fun vein of things, you should be able to do like three or four pull-ups so that you don't die. There's going to be a situation one day where you might be like, you know, you fall off of something. And or you, you have to climb up, you know, from anything. escaping the zombies. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It always goes back to zombies. That's the yeah. only way to get overweight people to do anything. It's like, take it back to zombies. It's like, what are you going to do when they're chasing you and you have to climb over that wall? 
I, it is so funny you say the zombies. That is actually, like, every time I've, like, worked at some place, somebody's always like, yeah, so I'm doing the Captain America Marvel workout. I'm doing the Walking yeah. Dead cardio workout. It's just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, whatever, hey, whatever, whatever helps. Whatever gets you through. Yeah, if you can't do a pull-up, even if you don't care about strength training at all, do a pull-up. Go yeah. learn how to do a pull-up. You'll save your life one day. Then you can send me some money because I think I owe part of you for the rest of your life. Yes. Your productivity is now mine. So you well, can find us on Patreon. I'm just <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Soon. <laughs> That's our Patreon right there. Yeah. Prego. Wes. Wes is our full Patreon. I'm our first Patreon he, he's sponsor. He's paying our way, boys. <laughs> so that pull-ups, functional, strong, get you from the zombies. Pull-downs. Burnout, fatigue, uh, you know, just creating that, like... Uh, filling in any of the gaps that your pull downs, pull ups miss. Okay. Yeah. Now, assuming that I have a low enough body fat content to actually care about my lower back. Yeah. Well, you, you should care, care about, about your lower back no matter for what. health and safety and, you know, stuff like that. But don't, yeah. Look at me. Don't look at him. <laughs> Lose some weight. <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Yeah. How do you actually do that? Because I feel like that is hard for some reason the only thing my mind thinks of and this is like a weird thing that got stuck in my brain when i was like 17 is like good mornings yeah that's it that's the only thing i think it's like lower back like good mornings maybe like that thing where you sit on like the pad and you like lift up that was probably the most popular the hyper extension machine Mm -hmm. uh, for lower back um that one directly targets it which you know is useful i what i do is i use that machine for people who feel their lower back on leg and ab exercises because their lower back is so weak that their other muscles are compensating and they can't keep up. So I have people do like body weight for like two to three times a week, you know, three to four sets of 15 to 20. Something simple like that to get you started. Now, the next stage from working that is like incorporating your deadlifts, like light dumbbell deadlifts or barbell deadlifts, straight leg deadlifts, any type of deadlift, because if you do the motion correctly, your lower back is stiff and working to keep your body straight. It's not targeting your lower back, but it's, it's involved. And then from there, um, you, your rows and your pull-ups also like it will basically what happens is if your lower back is, is lagging, you're going to feel it on these exercises I just mentioned, and that's going to hold you from making it to the next jump in weight. Yeah. And until you get more conditioned by doing those other ones, uh, those hyperextensions, then it can't really keep up. Once it's able to keep up, doing your normal exercises will strengthen it. It's funny that I keep coming back to squat, but I do see, seem to th- feel, and, and this is like for my early workout too, squatting is really hard for people with weak lower backs. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, we always say core because we wrap your core around you. But yeah, that like lower back, that place where like, you know, you get the, the massage on your back. Mm-hmm. That's, that is where you're carrying a lot of your weight in a squat. If you right. have a job where you're standing all the time, if you have a weak lower back, you're going to have pain there. You're going to have, you know, your body's going to be resisting against you. Yes. And then it's been nice working out with Slides, watching him kind of develop in his squatting ability because his... It's it's funny because he kind of like did like the like lean, like lean tower pizza all over the place while he's squatting and like it's just slowly becoming like more and more stable right because the muscles are building there uh, it, like because your body wants to protect itself from you frankly yeah. <laughs> and uh, so when you jump into things so some people have like this uh, especially heavier people yeah. have really strong legs right deceptively strong legs but they typically have deceptively weak backs right because like they're holding all their weight in front of them. exactly yeah and i th- i think a lot of people have a tendency to belt up really early because of stuff like that well it puts more strain and more fatigue on their lower back mm-hmm. and i mean they actually probably have really strong lower backs it's just not conditioned yeah to ha- 
for endurance enough to like handle four or five sets of squats without getting super sure. and fatigued. Sure. But that just means they got to spend a few extra weeks training and doing high volume conditioning. Yep. And then after that, they're going to be, you know, like look at all those powerlifters out there that are fat. <laughs> they have super strong backs, you know. They're they're supporting a thousand pounds on their back. You know? Exactly, they have to. You're gonna yeah. fucking, you're gonna break in half. You just have to like you have to condition it first. You're that fat boys and girls. You have strength under you. We just have to get it moving. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So to culminate, what are your what are your final thoughts on back? If you had to just close this out in a nice package for our future big back, I would say individuals. Uh, think of your back in two parts, thickness and width. Focus on your barbell and dumbbell rows and pull-ups first in your workout, then transition over to the accessory cable work that uh, you can do at higher volume. From there, um, whenever you're rowing, focus on pulling elbows and hands down to the hip bone right there, chest and uh, shoulders back. That's the biggest thing to activate your lats. Boom. And then you just fist pump. Yes. Fist pump. You're at the rate. Boom. And then Boom. eventually you're going to need French doors to get through the gym. So they're going to have to open both. Bow, bow, bow. Yeah. So basically there's a, if you go around the back, they're usually going to have a garage door. That's how they got all the equipment in. Just ask them for that. They'll give you a key. They'll know that you're part of the, the big yep. back club. Oh, Don't one, worry about one it. One more thing. These are my Versa straps. And I use these to uh, hold on to the bar, pull-ups, whatever we're doing. When we train lower volume, but high intensity. So that means our sets take a long time. So because of that, both of us use these straps when we lift back so that we can basically hold on to the bar for like a minute. Exactly. And it, if you do the Velcro right, it also works kind of like a jock strap, but that's not the important part. Yeah, so you can also yes. slap people with them. Exactly. Google how to use these properly. They take practice. We're not going to tell you right now because I do not know how the mic will deal with me doing Velcro right now, so I'm not going to deal with it. Maybe we'll do a video in the gym. Oh, yes, these days. exactly. Because yeah. you... We'll be surprised how easy it is to use these incorrectly. You're looking at someone who did. So yeah. <laughs> you, you will learn how to do it. It'll be proper. It's great for you. Um, yeah. That's pretty much everything. Yeah, I'm good. As always, thank you for joining us thank at you. BNS underscore radio on Instagram. BNS underscore radio on YouTube. Check out the podcast. Follow us. Like, subscribe. Tell your friends. We love you. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. Questions. Ding, bell. Yeah.